It's Monday, September 11th, and this is Brian with the Morning News. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know to be in the know. The U.S. entered a new and strengthened diplomatic partnership with Vietnam as Washington seeks to counterbalance China in the region. President Biden arrived in Vietnam on Sunday to elevate the relationship between the two countries to Vietnam's highest designation for foreign partners from its lowest. While it isn't a defense alliance, it formally puts Washington at the same level as Russia and China in the eyes of the Vietnam government. While the new status is symbolic, it is aimed at giving American companies, including defense contractors, reassurance that the recent warming relations between the U.S. and Vietnam will endure and promote Vietnam as a dependable location for U.S. manufacturing operations abroad. The U.S. pledged a series of initiatives as part of the announcement, including a new partnership to expand Vietnam's semiconductor production base in support of U.S. industry. In other news, as Washington seeks to exploit cracks in Russia's traditional sphere of influence, U.S. forces began joint military exercises with troops from Armenia, the small South Caucasus country that has been a close Russian ally for nearly 200 years. In a possible sign of the geopolitical realignment driven by Russia's invasion of Ukraine, U.S. forces commenced today 10 days of joint exercises with Armenian soldiers. About 175 Armenian soldiers will train with about 85 soldiers from U.S. Army Europe and Africa Command outside the capital of Yerevan. A senior State Department official acknowledged that the U.S. is looking to bolster its partnership with countries that had traditionally leaned on Moscow for economic and military cooperation, although that official dismissed the notion that was the reason for the joint exercises with Armenia. In world news, as rescuers spent Sunday struggling to reach the remote mountain villages hit hardest by Morocco's strongest earthquake in over a century, the toll of the disaster came into focus. The number of dead surpassed 2,000, with thousands more sleeping outside to avoid their damaged homes and the healthcare system buckling as it treated more than 2,400 wounded people. International aid began to trickle in, but humanitarian groups complained of delays. Thousands who survived the powerful earthquake have been left without shelter and are desperate for food, water, and other aid. Water and electricity were still down in many remote villages that have been hit hardest by the 6.8 magnitude earthquake that struck late Friday. Back in the U.S., 146,000 U.S. auto workers are set to go on strike this week if General Motors, Ford, and Stellantis fail to meet their demands for big pay raises and the restoration of concessions the workers made years ago when the companies were in financial trouble. Sean Fain, the combative president of the United Auto Workers Union, has threatened to strike any of the three companies that hasn't reached an agreement by the time its contract with the union expires at 11.59 p.m. Eastern Time Thursday. Both sides began exchanging wage and benefit proposals last week. Though some of the incremental progress appears to have been made, a final agreement could come too late to avoid walkouts by UAW workers at factories in multiple states. Any strike would likely cause significant disruptions for auto production in the United States. And Novak Djokovic has the ability to look inevitable. That's exactly what happened in Sunday's U.S. Open final 
where he ground his way to a 6-3, 7-6, 6-3 victory over world number 3 Daniil Medvedev. In a match of impossibly high standards between two impeccable technicians, Djokovic bent without ever breaking. He had lost a heartbreaking final to Medvedev on the same court two years ago. Sunday marked Djokovic's 12th Grand Slam title since turning 30, his third of this season, and capped a run that has seen him win seven of the past 10 major tournaments he has entered. Now you know, and you're ready to go with the morning news. Share this with a friend and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. You can also sign up for our newsletter at themorningnews.com. Thank you for listening.